Good morning, Ramon. Miss Laura. <laughs> Dude, back-to-back episodes here. I love it. We love it, Laura, and we love you. And I want to get right into it, baby, because this episode of the Building a Stomping Ground podcast focuses on the world around us right now, the political climate and the intersecting movements shaping society. So, Laura, how are camp and social justice connected? Well, Ray, you're right. These things are connected. And at Stomping Ground, we take seriously the opportunity we have to inspire kids to think critically about the role that they play in the movements structured around equality, equity, and human rights. I want to start off with a few different definitions. Let's talk first about intersectionality. Intersectionality is a term that was coined by Kimberly Crenshaw, and it describes the way people's social and political identities can overlap. It's essentially an analytical framework for understanding how things like gender, sex, race, religion, sexuality, disability, physical appearance, um, all those things can create different modes of discrimination and privilege. And how, how do you see intersectionality playing out at camp? That's a, a great question. I think that the answer to that lies in one of our core values. At camp, we talk a lot about humble curiosity. What I mean by that is respectfully wondering about another person's experience. Another word for this might be intercultural competence. I'm talking about a range of cognitive, effective, and behavioral skills that lead to effective and appropriate communication with people from other cultures. At camp, what we do is we work tirelessly to build spaces that validate individuals' identities and cultural experiences, even if they're different from our own. Laura, that sounds really good. And it sounds like it, it can do a lot of harm if we, if we aren't careful about how we go about looking to build these spaces that validate individuals' identities and cultures and experiences. So how do, how do we go about doing this work and how do we go about doing it carefully and, and tactfully? I, I think that's where our restorative justice ideas come into play. And again, let's, let's start with like a basic definition of what we're talking about here. Restorative justice is an ancient and innovative tool that is used to heal harm, mitigate future harm, and build community. It's important to, to note that um, restorative justice is derived from indigenous cultures around the world. And these cultures place relationships and connectedness at the center for their search uh, for justice, um, which is kind of different from the way we think about um, justice in the United States. So to answer your question about like, well, you know, what happens when we don't do this humble curiosity piece correctly, or when we just have basic disagreements with each other because conflict is a natural and normal part of living in community with each other. We circle up and we try to figure out how to collaboratively solve problems with kids. So, you know, our good friend, Klee. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, she, she talks a lot about how uh, restorative justice has an opportunity to help folks who are typically decision makers share power um, and reduce implicit bias. Um, and as we try to build inclusive, diverse and equitable communities, maybe restorative justice can help us get there. I think in hearing a lot about that, it would be it would be interesting. I mean, in the past couple of years in, in using these practices at camp, is there is there a story you can share of, of a circle that was, left, was pretty impactful or left you kind of thinking about some of these larger ideas or, or maybe it wasn't a circle, but a specific experience that you really kind of saw these ideas at work and, and kind of seeing the end result that we're all hoping for to get out of these different practices? You know, we, we talk a lot about restorative justice and the impact that it's had on the kids in our program. But I also think it's had a huge impact on staff's interpersonal relationships. So this, this system of justice, of, of the system of communicating is how 
our staff culture works as well. And so I, I can remember a few summers ago, a staff member who asked for a circle with another staff member. And we sat on the porch of the dining hall together and we sorted out kind of like some big feelings that they were having about how they were being treated at camp. And just to sit and listen to another person and know that you are feelings were going to be taken seriously and that it was normal and okay to talk about them, even in this kind of like, you know, at camp where like <clears throat> a lot of your episodes have been talking about how it's like high energy, high intensity, very silly, goofy all the time. Those moments are equally as important to, to uh, seeing each other's humanity. So I think, I think there's, uh, there's a lot of power in, in even the smallest restorative conversations between two people trying to better understand like another person's worldview. Yeah, 100%. That's really cool to hear. And I, I think if we had more time, we could dive into this for hours and hours. That's the whole point of this podcast is like we could talk about any of these topics for seriously years. And there's, there's so much more work to be done. But I want to talk about in talking about how social justice intersects with with summer camp and our summer camp specifically, you know, this this year has had a myriad of events that have have put our mission and our program to the test, you know, where we've been in amidst a global pandemic and there's been unjust police brutality against communities of color. And there's just been the, the Black Lives Matter protests that have been all over the country. How do you see with all these big global events happening? How do you see summer camp playing a part in, in how the world is changing and moving forward? You know, this is a line we say a lot, but camp is, I believe, the best place to build and scale trust, trust with other people. And so maybe there's an opportunity for us to gather at camp with people who are different than us and build trust. I think the solution is, is, is radically empathetic decisions. And we don't have, we need more spaces like camp where kids can practice making radically empathetic decisions and understand like really what that means. Laura, it feels like you, I love having you on this, this podcast because you can bring it into a space where we get down to work and we talk about the nit and gritty and, and how all the big ideas make sense. But we also have a little bit of fun while we do it too. Laura, we're getting close to the end of the, the series though. We, you know, we got a few more episodes left. Is there any other nugget of wisdom you want to leave our, our participants and folks here with today before we kind of sign off? Close your mouth, Michael. We are not a codfish. <laughs> oh, the good ones just keep coming. <laughs> Thank you.